Right, guys, we are back um, for another brand new episode from the Fantasy Kickabout. I know we've been away for a few months, but uh, we are back 2022 um, and I'm joined uh, on this episode by Shane Pollard again. So happy new year, Shane. Um, hope you're happy to be back on the podcast and chat some football for the Fantasy Kickabout. Happy new year, guys. Yeah, good to be back. Looking forward to doing more podcasts this year as well. Brilliant, brilliant. Loving, loving the jersey as well, the Ireland uh, blue that was worn. What game is that worn in again? Uh, was it Qatar? No. Was it Qatar? Yeah, I think it might have been, yeah. Maybe, yeah. The uh, Callum CR7 masterclass. Yeah, jumped on the bandwagon, got, got it, <laughs> I saw it on TV. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. But uh, yeah, good good to have you back, Shane. Um, just for our listeners, we um, are going to be running through team of the season so far. Um, so both myself and Shane will be uh, given our uh, one to eleven, and we might even go through it kind of position by position. Um, and we're going to name obviously our player, but also some honourable mentions if we can manage to to pick some out because it's been a bit of a strange uh, season so far. There's been a lot of players that have stood out, but not too many that have kind of followed behind for for certain for certain clubs. Might as well get the, the ball rolling, Shane. Um, I'll leave it up to you for the goalkeeper um, of the season so far. Okay, so I have... I've actually gone for the, the keeper that I think has made the biggest difference to the team, which is uh, Ramsdale at Arsenal. Uh, he's proved me wrong so far because I, I really didn't rate him. And I still think there's an element that he might crash and burn over the next few seasons. Um, he kind of reminded me of a bit of a, a Pickford kind of goalkeeper. He's not the most common presence, but I think his his confidence and his bit of swagger he almost has has uh, really actually helped the young Arsenal team at certain stages. So he's been he's the one I think's made the most impact. Um, and then a couple of honourable mentions is uh, Sa at Wolves just because of their defensive record, but I think the way they play whoever's in goals is going to have a good record to be honest and then the other goalkeeper that really impresses me is Sanchez at Brighton yeah, I really I really rate him and I really like the way he plays I don't know how to help with that here are other things you can try someone trying yeah. to uh, to add something in there. <laughs> like Google yeah uh, I just like the way he controls the box you know he's a he presence he comes out uh, for set pieces comes out for long throws he, he just he really takes control of the situation. So, yeah, he's a he's a keeper I think might actually make a move in the future. Yeah, and, and I suppose Sanchez kind of came a bit out of nowhere with uh, with Brighton, where Matt Ryan was was dropped, Sanchez was brought in, and then he was pretty much taking the, the place of uh, David De Gea and the, the, the Spanish squad as well. Um, I'm going to just throw it out to you, kind of, off, kind of off piece, if you want to call it. David De Gea, would he? Because I've seen he's been been an honourable mention, um, based on his performances for for Manchester United. He's been, I've heard as well, that a lot of United fans then he's been their player of the season so far. And um, for me, I think he's been equally as good as he has been disappointing this season for United. I don't know what your your opinion is on a chain as a as a United fan. 
Yeah, like I think the hair always looks good because of these saves he makes and, you know, great. But I just, he's not a modern day goalkeeper. He doesn't command his area. He doesn't come off his line. He doesn't, he doesn't help the defence. He puts the defence under a lot of pressure. Um, I think he allows a lot of pressure to be created. So maybe he makes more saves for that reason. Um, he's an amazing shot stopper, but he kind of is putting out the fires he helps create himself. Um, and, and also with the ball at his feet as well. Um, yeah. I think it's a big, ish, big issue, with, like watching Man United every week, um, us struggling to, to play out from the back, you know, and progress up the pitch with the players we have. And I know there's other positions lacking, but again, I think he's got a lot of bad qualities as a goalkeeper, unfortunately. Yeah, it's obviously disappointing from a Manchester United perspective. But back to um, goalkeeper of the season so far, I do have to agree with you on Aaron Ramsdale. Um, obviously, he came uh, from back-to-back um, relegations. He came into the Arsenal team or into the Arsenal squad behind Leno. I think a lot of um, a lot of rival fans kind of laughed at Arsenal playing. Was it thirty-two million? I think was um, there thereabouts from even a bit more maybe um, for for Ramsdale. But he's very much kind of owned his owned that position, pushed Leno to the side. Um, I think it's nine clean sheets for Arsenal, and he's been a huge difference in where Arsenal are at the moment compared to where they were at the after the first two or three games of the season. So I do have to, to agree with you on Aaron Ramsdale. I didn't probably similar to yourself, didn't think I'd be saying Aaron Ramsdale for a, a goalkeeper of the season so far um at the very start of the of the season. I but, thought he'd be sitting on the bench, if I'm yeah. being honest. I thought I was like, why are they spending that money on a on a goalkeeper when they've got other positions they need to to fill? But yeah. Yeah. It's all wrong so far. 100%, 100%. Fair play to him as well. Um, uh, I still think Sam, he might crash and burn on. I'm just putting that out yeah. there. I, I don't time's think he's going to be a top goalkeeper for the next five or six years. Time, time will tell. Time will tell. But um, Joseph Sad Wolves as well gets a, an honourable mention. And I do kind of think you just kind of have to look at Alisson and Ederson um, with obviously City and, and Liverpool keeping as many clean sheets up the top of the table. I know there's a bit of a gap at the moment, but they may only have one save, max two saves to make in a in a game, and they generally tend to pull off those saves. Um, so they'd be probably honourable mentions, but uh, Aaron Ramsdale for, for me as well. So it's good that we agree on the, the first position, Shane. No, uh, no debates yeah. or arguments there. Might go to uh, right back. Um, I'll give it to you again. Uh, yeah, so it's quite, quite an easy one. It's obviously Trent. Um, he is there's nothing that can be said about him that hasn't been said the, the only thing I wish people would stop going on about is him as a right back and talking about him as a right back or comparing him to you know like a Gary Neville style right back it doesn't even matter like he needs to be stopped spoken about as a right back he's just a player who plays on the right hand side of the pitch and creates absolute havoc for the opposition and that's like he's just he's he's just exceptional. He's so good. He does the team is set up to allow him to play that way, so he doesn't need to be a traditional right back, you know. Um, yeah, I I, I just love what I, even as a Man United fan, I just love watching him play. He's just he's just brilliant. Uh, honorable mentions. I went for Reese James has been very very good at times, but he's he's missed games either having been 
dropped occasionally or injuries. Um, so he's fluctuated a bit. Uh, Livermento at Southampton started the season very well, looked really good going forward and defending. Uh, looks like he's going to be a good player. Uh, and then I actually just put down Tommy Asu from Arsenal as well. The, the times I've watched him play, very uh, athletic, powerful, confident right back. And uh, yeah, he's made, a, he's made a big difference to that side too when I've watched him. But yeah, Trent all day is just different level. Yeah, and there's nowhere else I can really look apart from from Trent Alexander Arnold as uh, as as right back. Honorable mentions I had down is uh, Reese James as well, Livermento. Remember Reese James at the start of the season, obviously he had picked up that suspension for the the red card against Liverpool, but um I think it was pretty much in every game that he played and he was picking up a, a goal or an assist. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of his form is probably died down a little bit over the last couple of weeks yeah. um kind of with Chelsea as a, as a whole maybe obviously maybe losing Chilwell on the on the other side as well has played a played a part in that I also had Livermento based on his on his start to the to the season um and there was rumors at one stage I think that he was going to end up as a as a right um right mid for for Southampton and Walker Peters in, in right back behind him, but he's held on to that kind of right back position. I think he played one game as a centre half as well. So quite versatile. Um probably a, a bit of a steal for, for, for Southampton to, to get him in as well. Yeah. After they tend to, to lose a lot of um a lot of their key players to to the bigger teams. Um, so yeah, we, we again agree on Trent Alexander Arnold as our right back. Um, I don't really have to add much to, to what you said, Shane. Um, easily, easily the best uh, right sided player we'll call him in the in, in the Premier League at the moment and for the last couple of seasons. Um might move over to the other side. Um left back. I might kick this one off with um I just name a couple of lads, honorable mentions. I think Andy Robertson has kind of picked his form back up put to where he's consistent every week and um, performing for Liverpool um, I think Liverpool fans will be happy to see that that he is back performing as well I know he got his red card recently so it meant he was out suspended um, and he missed a couple of games at the start of the season as well but he's been there thereabouts kind of getting back up to his his level I don't think he'll quite hit the, the same level he hit from a couple of years ago but um, I think he's kind of move in that direction but won't quite hit it as I mentioned from Chelsea Ben Chilwell had a really really good start to the to the season and um, banging in goals assists as well unfortunately he's, he's going to be out for the for the rest of the season um, and I went with um, a bit of an outsider um, as an honorable mention as well the left back at Brighton Kirk Carella, I think it is, is yeah, how you pronounce yeah, it, it. I think from... he's been Granada, I think. Yeah, Spanish club, but uh, I think he's been quite decent. Kind of came out of nowhere, and um, put in a good performances in any of the games I've watched with with, yeah. with Brighton. He's been kind of key to their um, attacking, um, kind of attacking strategies. But there's can only be one person at left back for me. It's uh, Cancelo for from from City. Um, it seems like he's a different role compared to last season. Um, he's not as much in the centre of the park, but he's he's still coming up with like brilliant assists. He, I, I think he's only got gotten the one goal in the Premier League this season, the one against Newcastle. But um, he's just he's just so versatile, can fit in anywhere. 
always reliable and he's probably one of those again took a season under Pep to really pick yeah. up his form and kind of understand what what he needed to do at City and um, so that's why I went with with Cancelo at, at left back yeah no I'm pretty much I'm the same as well like Cancelo, Cancelo was my choice uh, I like that he's a bit nasty as well like City have a few players like that you know they'll give you a kick they'll they kind of look out for one another as well. You know, they play lovely football and all that, but they're probably the most cynical team in the league as well at the same time. And I kind of like that element to him. He's, you know, he's he's not afraid to pick up the the yellow cards and the fouls when necessary. Uh, just really intelligent football player. The only one I'd like to add to the honourable mentions, and I know he's missed big chunks of the season, but is Tierney at Arsenal. Uh, I, th- I actually, when he's fit, uh, I, I think he's as good as Liverpool fans are going to hate this, but he's as good as Robertson, that very similar style of left back. Uh, he just unfortunately misses so many games that he's not in that bracket. But when he does play, uh, he's exceptional. His his final ball is brilliant. He's very good crosser. He doesn't just put it in there. Like he's always picking someone out. And uh, I don't think it's coincidence that him being back in Arsenal side recently with that run of form again, you know, really stood the test of time. I can't believe all the Arsenal players were mentioning after the start they had to the season. <laughs> that's uh, that's so true, yeah. So um so three out of three so far with yeah. the, uh, the the team of the season. Um maybe centre halves might kind of divide opinion between us. Um I'll let you go if you want to name uh, your two centre halves and then your honourable mentions as well. Is it bad that I'm I'm still looking at? It? I've got three down here and I still haven't completely decided. I'm going, I'm I'm gonna go with the ones that I initially went with myself and then uh I'll I'll give my honorable mention. But I went for uh Rudiger at Chelsea. Uh obviously very good defender, but he's added goals massively. You know, he's a massive threat. Um not just at set pieces, but even when I've watched Chelsea, he's very good at uh, help him progress the ball up the pitch. You know, he he's not he's very comfortable in that way. He also has come across as a massive leader in that Chelsea team. Again, nasty, likes to get involved in stuff, likes to wind up the opposition, but seems to be the the player that when they're you know maybe struggling to get going in a game, he tries to inspire in different ways. Uh, and then I've actually gone for Ruben Diaz again. I think City's defensive record and I know they're obviously a very dominant team but the way they play so high there is a lot of pressure on those defenders and he seems to no matter who plays beside him he's the one that's always there you know and he, he's been very good again and then my honourable mention is actually I've gone for uh, Matip at Liverpool as my honourable mention Um, been nice to actually see see him get a good run of games and stay fit and you know he's like he's mainly kept their big summer signing out of the out of the team and you know like a lot of people probably presumed Kanata would just come straight in and be there beside Van Dyke but yeah Matip is just very very good and again very good on the ball as well going forward He's going to score one of these goals one day where he dribbles by about five players and scores. He seems to always just get stopped at the last moment. But yeah, that would be that would be my choices. 
Yeah, and to be honest, I I was quite similar. I was jumping between three players and and the tr- two of the players that you mentioned as your your choices, and then obviously Matip. Um, I went end up going with Diaz and Rudiger. Um, again, quite similar to the to the reasons that 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 you gave Shane. Um, Diaz as just since he's come into Man City, he's he's made such a difference to that back line. Um. They, they, they just don't concede goal. I think they've conceded as a twelve goals this season, thirteen, yeah. Um, which is which is quite good as well, considering we 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 might say that the 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 league has potentially improved in amongst all the all the teams. Um, so Diaz in there, he just makes such a difference that that city city side. Um, I went to obviously with Rudiger as well. Like you said, he seems to be more of a leader this season for 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 Chelsea. Um, do you reckon Chelsea should do everything they can to hold on to him with his contract running out? Yeah, for sure. But again, you don't know behind the scenes. He might be looking for something stupid. Like there's talks of him going to Real Madrid. I saw seem to be, and if he's leaving Chelsea for Real Madrid, what's going on at the moment? It's, I'm going to presume it's money motivated. Um, you know, but yeah, he seems to be one of those players that's really like thrived off having the fans back in the stadium and um, yeah they love him and he seems to love them as well and it's kind of yeah he's he's going to be a massive loss if he leaves like very hard to replace they've already like obviously Thiago Silva is quite like getting quite old and you know Christensen is good but is he amazing yeah, and he's 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 um his contract coming towards well, the end it? of his contract yeah, yeah. so there's three centre halves at Chelsea that may or may not be there in 12 months time and 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 as you said honorable mentions Matip I, I, I think we all seen that um was it Jamie Carragher had Van Dijk in in his uh, team of the season so far yeah um, and I think a lot of Liverpool lads in our group in the fantasy kickback group have agreed that if a Liverpool centre half's going in it's Matip um yeah. ahead of uh, ahead of Van Dijk um again like you said you might have expected Gomez to nail down that spot, uh, Conde as well to maybe nail down that spot once he came into Liverpool. But Matip is just again seems to be the best suited centre half beside Van Dijk, um, yeah. and his ability, like you said, to come out with the ball and just dribble by players and get to the final third is probably the best in the in in the league yeah. from a from kind a. Kind of reminds a me a bit half. of Rio Ferdinand the way he plays. Mm. You know, he seems to do everything at at ease and just reads the game really, really well. Like he's not having to throw in these crazy last ditch tackles or yeah. stuff. He just seems to, just seems in control and quite calm the way he plays in the back. Yeah. And obviously that adds to what Van Dyke is, is able to do as well, which kind of, he doesn't seem to break too much of a sweat either. No. Um, throughout, uh, throughout 90 minutes. Another uh, honourable mention I put down, believe it or not, an Arsenal player, Gabriel, just again, Himself, Ramsdale, Tierney over the last couple of weeks, couple of months, um, have really transformed that that Arsenal side into kind of keeping clean sheets. And if you can keep a clean sheet, obviously you have every every opportunity of of uh, of, of of winning a game of football. Um, so he's probably an honourable mention. But apart from 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 the 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 Diaz, Mati, Brudiger, um, no one else is really probably getting in a, in ahead of um the three of them. So. So far, the defensive line, Shane, is uh, is all 
agreed upon between the two of us. That's um, five out of five. Yeah, that's five out of five. Oh uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to we get, might we might try and mix it up here. Hopefully we'll have to get might, a bit be, of the might be changing a few uh, a few players. We decided to go with with a 4-3-3 formation. Um, so again, Shane, if you want to kick us off for the uh, the three midfielders you've you've gone with and your reasons why. Okay, I'll I'll do my honourable mentions first. So I've gone for Heiberg at Spurs again as an honourable mention. Um, every time I've seen him play, he's just he's almost their standout player in terms of just he, he makes the whole team tick. Uh, Underrated pass for the ball as well. Very good at linking the defence and the attack. Uh, I think, yeah, he's Spurs have only you know started to come good recently, but I think he's been still been very good for any time I've seen him. Uh, Jorginho at Chelsea, I have as another honourable mention. Uh, plays every game, always there. Scored a hell of a lot of penalties this season, but you still have to score them. Uh, and then my final honourable mention is Conor Gallagher. Uh, Palace um, he's really I suppose anytime I saw him when he was on loan at West Brom he was this big bundle of energy but that seemed to be it um, you know just seemed like a good athlete got around the pitch got involved but really added the the goals and the assists and just seems to have a lot of confidence and uh, Vieira has very much proved me wrong with Crystal Palace this season I had them down to get relegated and He's really not an easy thing to do with taking over a squad like that. But players like Gallagher have obviously seem to really enjoyed trying to play a bit of good football and, you know, done really well in it. Uh, I'll go on to my choices then. So the easiest one for me was Bernardo Silva. I've gone for, uh, you know, a player that nearly left in the summer. Uh, a player who's never really been one of Man City's main players. He's always been there. He's always played like a good number of games. He's always kind of slotted in, filled in, quite versatile at where he's played. But he's kind of done the the Gundogan of this season and just just keeps scoring goals. So yeah, he's been brilliant. I I just love how hard he works as well. You know, no matter even if he doesn't maybe get the goals or assists, you know exactly what you're going to get out of him every game, and you know that's all you can really ask from for a player at times. Um. I've gone for Rodri as well from Man City. He's a player that I was a bit unsure of when he first came in terms of when I was watching City, I didn't really see how he improved him or was used to seeing Fernandinho as that, you know, again, another a nasty player, broke up play, you know, stopped the counter-attacks, all this stuff. But I think City, with the way they, they control games now, even more so, Rodri's actually brought them up a level. Um, and he's got a few goals as well this season, which was... A cracker of a goal earlier yeah. this season as well. Um, so I, I, I think him, and again, he's a good... He's a good... He's at set pieces, he's good at either end as well, defending and attacking set pieces. He's, he gives them an extra dimension that way. And then my final midfielder is uh, Declan Rice. I've decided now that if I speak to someone about football and they don't think Declan Rice is a good player, that's my barometer whether I think they know about football or not. 
I'm coming down that hard on it. He, again, he's just improved again, even more this season. I think that's what I was. It's hard to respect Rice after what happened to Ireland. We say that every time, but I think what I respect about him most as a player is he seems to go away each season and come back with an element of his game that he's improved. And he was he was always the good defensive player, but like his level of passing has gone up a level. The way he carries the ball for West Ham, like he, he very much drives, like literally drives the team forward. Um, a few assists and a, you know, stepping up to take a couple of penalties this season as well. And um, the games in the Europa League as well, he seemed to be the player that was, you know, really standing up those tough away matches. And yeah, I just, I can't, I don't know, he, I can't see him staying at West Ham after this season. I know they're flying again, but someone is surely just going to go, you know, here's the money we'll take him for the next seven or eight years and he'll be there in their midfield. So, here's, yeah. here, here, here's a question for you. As a Man United fan, would you take Rice or Jude Bellingham? If you could, I, only, if you could only take one. Put I, it in the spot. I would take here, Rice because if I, if I was any other club, I'd take, Be- or not any other club, if I was one of the other big clubs, I'd probably pick Bellingham. But for what Man United need, I'd pick Rice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I might as well start with that. Like I, I went with Declan Rice. Um, I only went with, with one out of the one holding midfielder, as opposed to you went with obviously Radri and 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 Rice. Um, I just went with with the one. It was kind of a toss up between Rice and Radri. Um, I just think Rice is probably more important for West Ham than Radri is for Man City. The fact that, like we, we were saying, or you were saying, Fernandinho can 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 sit in there and do maybe not as good a job these days, but quite a good job. Um, if he's asked to come in for for Rodri, um, Rice, I, I again, I just think he's similar to Sam saying, t- taking his game to the to the next level this season. He's like for such a young player, his leadership skills and qualities are are amazing, and something that like United, I think, badly need. Um. But his his ability on the ball has improved. His passing has improved. His his dribbling with the with the football as well to get from we'll say the the defensive third to the attacking third seems to come through Declan Rice just driving with the ball and yeah. doing the, the simple things right. Um, so he's kind of nailed on for 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 my one just ahead of Rodri. Um, went with Bernardo Silva as well, similar to yourself. Um, I think it was a couple. Of, I think it was two or three, maybe three seasons ago where. I remember I put him in my one of my teams of the season. He, he didn't actually get wasn't wasn't selected for the actual official team of the season, but um he he's just he just is a joy to watch, isn't he? He's like everywhere on the pitch, coming up with goals, assists, creating chances, his attitude on the pitch as well. Like it seems that maybe it has bothered him behind the scenes because he was looking for a move over the summer to Letigo Madrid, I think, were were rumoured to be after him. But he seems to just get on with it. And like even if he's not been selected, he puts in a like an eight, nine out of ten performance. So um he's been been a huge um Yeah, even if he comes to, on for ten minutes, yeah, he always he makes a difference. puts in the same effort. He makes a he makes an impact, you know. Yeah. So he's been a very important kind of asset to the city again this season. Probably has been their their most important player. If maybe I know you could, you could say Rodri and, and and Diaz could be in there as well, but 
Bernardo Silva has been able to kind of play the role as of Kevin De Bruyne to a certain extent when he was out. I know his his positions have kind of rotated over the last couple of weeks with um, Kevin De Bruyne coming back in. Um, and then I've actually gone with Conor Gallagher as the other um, midfielder. I just think, again, Palace rely so much on Wilfred Zaha to come up with goals, assists, just big moments in games. And Conor Gallagher, Gallagher seems to be the one to to be able to take that responsibility from Zaha. And he's been a huge part of why Palace Vieira have done so well this season. Similar to yourself, I'd Palace to to be relegated based on the the squad Vieira inherited and even the signings we were they were a bit unknown Gallagher Gallagher when when we when Palace signed him we were a bit unsure as well like I don't think anyone expected him to be involved in whatever 10 11 goals a season for Palace so um he's been um been put in in, in my midfield so there's a, a little bit of a of a debate between yeah. us for um you think he'll go back to Chelsea in a way, I hope he doesn't. Yeah. For his own sake, I, like you'd love to see him stay at Palace or, I don't know, move to a to a another Premier League club that he just plays week in week out and gets to play, which is interesting as well because he's kind of played obviously in that more attacking role, but at times he's played kind of as a defensive midfielder as well for one or two games for Palace, and um, but I think Palace really missed them not being in that attacking um, yeah. formation, so. Yeah, no. In a way, I hope he doesn't go back, but I could, you could see why Chelsea would want them back. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. Could you see him getting in, in ahead of the way Chelsea played Jorginho Kante? That's kind of more realistic. Where he's going to play, possibly ahead of Mount? I doubt it. Yeah, I, I don't think he really fits the. If they're going to continue with the system they play, I can't really see him fitting in. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I would hope I would hope he's he goes and just be you know. He's the main man at a club, or he, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if someone like an Aston Villa, who's ambitious and got a bit of money, someone like that might be interested in him. And yeah, I'm sure Stephen Gerrard potentially could turn him into a bring him to that next level. Maybe not quite Stephen Gerrard level, but yeah, could uh, could kind of transform to the to the next level. Um, yeah. So do you want to just give us your your three midfielders again? Uh, so yeah, Rice, Rodri, and Bernardo. Yeah, and was Rice, Bernardo Silva, and Gallagher for for me as well. So, um, Roger, he's might... giving Rice a bit more freedom on my team. Yeah, you're yeah. you're using him like Gareth Southgate. I didn't like that. <laughs> it's coming into the debate between uh, Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville, where they're like, "Well, well, where's the balance in the team? Where's the where's the this and and, and that?" I went for the two holding so that Cancelo and Trent can just go and do their own thing, you know. Bam, bam on forward. Well, well, we put once we have our teams completed, we'll put it up on our on our social media platforms and and let the uh, let the, the viewers and the, 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 the and, and the public vote on which team will win. But um, so far, so good. I think in, in terms of teams, I think the front three might cause a little bit more debate than 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 the rest of the team. Maybe you won't, but um, if you want to maybe start off with your honor honorable mentions and then um name your 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 front three for a shame okay so i've only got three honorable mentions i've gone for dennis at wofford as an honorable mention just to be putting the figures up that he has in that side you know i think even recently like the man united game is the only game they've won in the last seven or something crazy and he's still 
even in their losing, you know, three one, four one, he's still the only threat they have. And uh yeah, he's he just come out of nowhere for me anyways. I see was it Club Bruges he came from? I think it was, wasn't it? I, yeah. it was I saw I saw something like the the manager, the director of football, there was like a meeting over why he was let go for so cheap now because he's doing so well in the Premier League. But you know, yeah, I, I think to be putting the figures out in a side struggling so much has to get a mention. And I, um, obviously, just on, on Dennis as well, it's um, news today. I think that he's going to be staying with Watford and not going off to the African Cup yeah, of Nations. It's a it's a really weird one, isn't it? Like the because I thought he tweeted the other day saying oh, it's, a, it's an honor to be called did, up. Yeah, and now they're saying it's over an admin error. So I don't. Yeah, it's 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 a bit of a strange one that. We won't get into it because yeah. that competition gets disrespected massively. And I know it's the timing of it isn't ideal, but um, you couldn't imagine something like that happening with a, a player going to the Euros or Copa America. You know, they, just wouldn't happen. But but good for Wofford. Yeah, great for Wofford. But as, as you said, that, that could be a debate for, for another day. It, it does seem crazy. Um, my other honourable mentions are I've gone for Rafinha at Leeds similar as Dennis again literally one man one man army Leeds have struggled massively they've been very very poor nearly every time I've watched them but he is again kind of lead by example he's a leader in a different type of way you know he he constantly wants the ball he constantly wants you know he doesn't shy away he's he's trying to drag that team to safety at the moment um, and he's it's a struggle with him with all the injuries they've had and you know certain players like you know buying Dan James when he's a championship level footballer you know hasn't helped and it's just yeah but again he's just been brilliant he won't stay at Leeds after this season I don't think I can't see where do you think he could end up going I think he's good enough to go to it like a top four like you know maybe Again, Liverpool might look at him as a long-term replacement for one of their players. Just depends whether he wants to be someone that's playing every week or he wants to go and, you know, rotate or be at a top club. But, yeah, I can see him going to one of the, the like, proper, you know, top four in the Premier League or he could even go to one of the big German clubs or Spanish clubs. Like, I, I, th- I do think he is that good and he's he's obviously the right age as well and, I don't think he would be stupid, stupid money at the same time. Uh, but yeah, very impressed by him. He's he's an exceptional talent. Um, and then my last honourable mention is I've gone for Saka at Arsenal. Um, I find him a bit of a strange player sometimes. Uh, you know, looks good, technically good, kind of, you know, plays in different positions and all that. But he's just... He's done that thing to bring himself to the next level. He's added goals and assists this season. Like, he looks a threat. He looks like he's going to score goals. He seems to be torturing every single left-back that comes up against him at the moment. Um, and he just... If he keeps going this way for this season, you know, you can see him the kind of player that gets, you know, 12 goals and 12 assists or, you know, that kind of thing. And that's, like, really top-level stuff to be doing. So... Yeah, he he's he's impressed me. He's impressed me quite a lot this season and just gone to that next level. And he's just a likable guy as well. Yeah, no, he's he is just enjoying it. Yeah, no, he seems like I don't know. He's he's 
well, he's probably, I don't know, I can't remember what age he is. Is he 20 now at this stage? But I'm going to say he still comes across as a kid just going out, enjoying yeah. football, has a smile on his face most of the time. Um, yeah. Interesting as well how many kind of Arsenal players have made kind of honourable mentions in our just recency bias, yeah. isn't it? You no, a hundred percent over the last, we'll say, yeah. month and a half maybe. Yeah, they've just been flying ends. You know, I'm sure there would have been more Chelsea players in there if we had done this four weeks ago and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, they're just they're just impressed, and I think they have to get a lot of credit for bouncing back. You know, like I remember in the WhatsApp group we were talking about what odds you were to get relegated after the first mm-hmm. few games and. You know, and, and they're a really young side, you know, the, the yeah. fact they have bounced back, the fact that Arteta looks like he's bounced back as well, you know, it, it seem it does have to be appreciated for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. And and I you'd like to think Arsenal fans do appreciate kind of what like where they've come from from the start of the season to where they are now, because yeah. after three games you wouldn't have thought they would have been even competing for for top four with their no. how the how the team is playing. The signings they were making at the time again we obviously mentioned Ramsdale everyone was questioning as well but um they've, they've, they've bounced back they're doing well whether they can keep that up and get top four yeah. is, is is another question because they're coming yeah, I'm sure they'll, fixtures now so yeah and I'm sure they'll struggle a bit like being such a young squad they're going to have inconsistency and that but I think they've got they've got a really nice like age profile of that squad now to build for the next few years yeah and, and see where they go and they just there seems to be a lack of ego. They, they seem to be like the opposite of Man United at the moment where there's a real collectiveness, a lack of ego. They all like one another. They're all playing for one another. And then as a Man United fan watching them, they seem to be the complete opposite. You know, and it's, it pains me to say it. Yeah, no, it, it must be very painful because obviously Arsenal were the laughing stock at the, at the start of the season and even parts throughout the season. But, Seems like the, the roles have been reversed now over the last couple yeah. of weeks, which is obviously disappointing to see, but might be make things a bit more interesting because no one had Arsenal to, to be in top four contention. No. So it just adds another team to that kind of battle between now and the end of the season. My front go, three picks go for it. Right, so we'll get Salah out of the way first. Just exceptional. He's looked, he's just looked on it this season. He looks sharp. He looks quick. He looks strong. He just, like, physically, he just looks like he's, he's not jaded like he was last season. You know, he's just, he's just this crazy. Do, do, do you think Salah right now is playing the best he has for Liverpool or would you have said a couple of seasons ago when he was hitting it was a 32 goals he hit? I'd say he's pl- I think I think he's playing better now. Um I think like in the games I've watched him play as well, he's like he he was obviously scoring lots of goals then as well, but like he's a top assist as well in the Premier League this season. And like bear in mind, you know, Firmino's missed a lot of games. Mane has been very hot and cold uh with how he's done it, you know, there's been there's been times where the midfield hasn't been, uh, you know, fit and available that they might have wanted. But um, he's just, yeah, he's just been, he's just been exceptional. And he's, I don't know, Liverpool, I don't know what Liverpool are going to do with his, his contract, but it's a massive decision for them to make. And I presume, 
I presume he would want to stay. Apparently, apparently, I've heard from one or two Liverpool fans that he is like the contract's pretty much there to be signed. Everything's agreed. He's just waiting on what players Liverpool are going to sign, which I don't know whether like I think he he'll either sign or or, or he won't. Like if if Haaland's going to be the one spoken about to come in for Liverpool, don't think Salah would want that particularly yeah. to happen because it's obviously competition for he might his ham- position. Might hamper the way he plays as well. Yeah. Exactly, but, making the same runs or been yeah. in those goal scoring positions, you, you, you don't know. So, be interesting to see what happens with, yeah. with his contract. Well, I, can't, I, I can't see who, can't see who he could go to. You know, if the if the money is a thing, because like we, you know, obviously the Spanish clubs, but even going to the Spanish clubs, they have the money. The Premier League is where yeah. the top players should want to be right now. You know, so we'll see what he does. Um, I've gone for. Jota on the left of my front three. Um, again, I think he deserves a lot of credit. He's come into a side this last couple of seasons that, you know, last season was a struggle for Liverpool. Um, like massively, really struggled. And he's been really, really impressive. He's, you know, he's not the level of a, a Mane or a Salah when they are on form and firing, but he's been so important for Liverpool and the moments where they have been missing players or needed to be able to rotate. He's really stood up and the, the goals he's added, they do miss Firmino. When Firmino's on form and the way he does accommodate Mane and Salah is great, but the goals Jot has added to the side is a very hard thing to, to come across. And again, just seems to have a good attitude, seems to have fitted in really well. And he's, he's, he's proved me wrong as well. He was another one that I didn't really understand the signing at the time. Saw him play for Wolves. He was good, but never really, you know, thought he was that level. But yeah, he's been, he's definitely been a success story. And then my final one through the middle, I've actually gone for, and this is the opposite of recency bias because he's struggled a little bit recently, but is Antonio at West Ham. Um, Like coming from a right wing back and turning into a striker and, I don't. I think West Ham aren't getting enough credit again this season for what they're doing. Are they, they're fifth in the league now? I think is it? Yeah, um, they were. They were fifth. Actually, the Man United overtaken them potentially. Maybe, yeah. But even the one. fact that they're like, you know, in and around those places again, and uh, like everyone and, thought and, it was going to be a drop off. And also with um, European football as well. Yeah. That the fact they've been able to keep that up because normally you see a team who qualify for Europe potentially be fighting off relegation or kind of just yeah. mid-table nowhere to go really so credit to, to David Moyes and, and the West yeah. Ham players yeah for sure like they deserve like they deserve massive credit anytime you watch them play against one of the big sides as well they always make it difficult you know they, we've seen the games against Liverpool and Chelsea this season uh, we saw the one against Man United where De Gea saved the penalty in the last minute like they deserve nothing but respect as a man, as a management team, and as a squad of players, because they 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 do give it their all, and 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 they do they don't play bad football either. It's not the you know, it's it's not this you know prehistoric style of just lumping a forward or anything like that. Like they they just play smart, you know. They utilize their strengths, and I think Antonio has he still scored quite a number of goals this season. He's got quite a number of assists as well, and. Just the work he does for the side, you know, there was 
there's times where they're playing against the bigger sides and he he almost plays as a winger when the team is defending and then he's trying to get up front to give them an option afterwards and you know you can never again another player you can just never doubt the the hard work they're putting in yeah and I suppose another important thing with Antonio is that he's been able to stay fit for yeah. pretty much most of the most season I think he was suspended for a couple of games for a, a red card or whatever he got earlier yeah. on in the season but he's been able to stay fit which has been really really important Um, I think he's contributed to I think it's 12 13 goals for for West Ham this season yeah. which when you have when you have the likes of like Bowen who potentially could have made the team based on recency bias but yeah. um he's coming up with a lot of assists I think actually he's ahead of um Salah now I think well, he's gone ahead of, is he? Yeah. I think he might be on based on his tree there the other night yeah but um he's a player that's come from obviously championship that's Again, West Ham are get, getting the best out of a out, out of a player who's come from the championship. Um, he's creative. He's able to make things happen. Um, so again, credit to West Ham. Credit to Antonio as well for we were talking about Declan Rice taking his game to to the next level. Antonio's probably done the same this season where he's added more goals. I know recently he's kind of been off the boil, but yeah, he seems um, to have a little bit more composure in yeah. front of goal this season when I've watched him play. Yeah, you know. He's taken so, goals that he maybe previously wouldn't have taken in previous seasons. Yeah, so he just seems to be a handful for for defenders as well. He has a, obviously a good bit of strength. He's good in the air, um, good bit of pace on him as well. So, um, I might, might as well start with Antonio for me because he was one of my honourable mentions. Um, again, probably based on how he's kind of not quite hit the back of the net as often as he did earlier on in the season. Probably put him down as an honourable mention. Um, Dennis as well again for all the reasons that, that, that you said Shane for, for someone to come in for so little money and and be so influential to a team who are who were really really struggling to, to get points on the board um, he's, he's, he's made a made a big difference and he's been great for a lot of fantasy football uh, managers as well for uh, for being being a cheap price um, other honorable mention I gave it to uh, to son um, again, how many times has Hassan kind of had to fill the, the shoes of Harry Kane and he's he's done it to a certain extent, maybe not quite the level he hit um, this time last season, but he's still scoring goals, still contributing to the to the team. Um, so Hassan has is the, the other honourable mention after Antonio and, and Dennis. Um, again, just get Salah out of the way. Like you said, Salah's there for, for all the reasons that, that, that you said, Shane. Um, I think, a, I think a blind man would, would see that Salah deserves to be in the, the, the team of the season so far, without a doubt, probably the, the player of the season as well. Um, if I try How to think good back, do you think he's been this season? I was going to say, because I think when we did this last season, um, I didn't have Salah in my team of the season at this stage. And I think yeah, I was the same. A, a few of the other people might have had him in. Liverpool um, fans weren't happy with us. We had no. Sun in ahead of him. That was the problem. Yeah. Um, but again, I just think at, at times he's just un, un, unplayable. Um, I think one of the the the, the key aspects to, to Salah this season to compare it to other seasons that the amount of assists he's getting. Um, because I don't think it would have been. Maybe it could be completely wrong. I haven't looked back on the on the figures, but 
Um, I don't know how high his assist numbers would have been over the previous season. And I remember there was a few occasions as well. And this is what makes a, a top player, a top player where they are selfish, they are greedy when they're one-on-one or in in on, in on goal and, and they mightn't get their head up to, to look for maybe the potential better option will go for it themselves. But I felt like last season they did a lot more of that. But this season he just seems to, I don't know, just not not saying that he doesn't make the right decision because he does majority of the time, but even just with his with his assists, um, he's been making those right calls, right decisions, and probably contributing to to Jota's double figures as well. He's a he's another yeah. one that's made my front three. Um, I think you mentioned Shane about about Firmino that Liverpool kind of really relied on him, but at this stage of the season, I don't think Firmino's ever hit double figures in 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 the league. Um, so Jota's adding obviously the, the, the goals to it. I think Liverpool are on is it 50 goals that they've scored this season in the Premier League? Um, I think City are 51 based on the, the, the other night, but um, both those stats are amazing when you're just yeah. hitting Christmas or just after Christmas. Um, and Jota's obviously contributed to that. Um, he works hard for the team as well, not quite as skillful as Firmino, but. He puts in a shift every every single every single time. Great, great in the air. Great for a yeah, header. That's which what surprised me more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Even his he goal makes there. that same run, gets yeah. across the front of the defender and glances it in. Um, yeah. And obviously having Robertson and Trent on the putting the crosses in, you know, it's a great option to have. You know, something Liverpool probably did lack at times before. Yeah, no, definitely. So um, Jota makes it into to my team alongside um Salah and then I went on the, the far side with uh, Rafinha um, again I, I just think without without Rafinha Leeds would be probably in around Norwich Newcastle maybe with a, a win maybe max two wins yeah. um, he's just he's just every time you, you flick on the TV and Leeds are playing he just excites you know, as, a, as, a, as a football fan yeah. creating chances scoring goals and um, like you said he's 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 leading that team in, in a different way just by his um his performances on the pitch and i can definitely see him um moving to a different team i'd love Ma- manchester united Um, i think he'd he, he, he'd um maybe he wouldn't do great though that's the that's the problem anyone seems to go to united these days takes yeah. a little bit of a step back but um like you said potentially going to liverpool if he's willing to to be rotated for a season or two until someone's maybe moved on and um, he might be willing to do that but I can see him as a sort of player Brazilian player wanting to play week in week out but um, I just think he's a joy to watch and without um, Rafinha for, for Leeds Leeds would would be obviously struggling a hell of a lot more than they are at the moment um, so front three for me Salah, Jota and Rafinha so a little bit different to, to yourself, Shane, um, with Antonio coming in, in for you. Yeah. Before we do finish up, I might ask you a couple of on-the-spot questions, um, Shane, if that's all right. Um, yeah, we course. might go go with uh, the first one, signing of the season. Who would you put then as your signing of the season? Uh, 
probably have I think Dennis if you're going to like if you're going to consider which I think you should the price that was paid for him I think I think Dennis would be yeah probably for me would be the sign of the season and then after that probably Ramsdale again just in terms of impact that he's had on the side I genuinely can't believe I keep talking about Ramsdale <laughs> but um, yeah that would be the that would be the two for me Den- I think Dennis just because I, I, mean, I certainly didn't know anything about him um, I wasn't paying any attention to him the first couple of weeks of the season and now you're already thinking oh I wonder who he's going to move to next you know that's the way it works isn't it you know and he's going to move for probably 30 million or 35 million or whatever it is because he scored you know eight goals um yeah that would be for me i don't yeah. i actually don't think there's been that many standout signings no 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 i, I no. tend to agree like i i had then dennis had then ramsdale as well and i had then connor gallagher just but like i know he's a he's a loan signing so whether he yeah, falls into that bracket or, or not so uh <laughs> That's a grey area, but yeah. I think um, I actually I think Edward at Palace as well. I know he's he's not played all the time, but you can see in recent weeks that he's starting to find a bit of groove. And I actually do really rate him as a player up front. Um, and I think he's you know he's still only young. I think he's 22, 23. You know he's come from the Scottish League, which is obviously a massive step up to come to the Premier League. And um, he's he's playing at Palace, which you know probably not the easiest team to play up for up front for still at the moment. So I think, I think you should get a bit of a mention for how well he has done considering all those factors. Yeah, no, he's definitely, definitely a good shout. And you wonder if just, if he's able to obviously bang in a few more goals, just confidence kind of gets a bit, a bit stronger and yeah. he's banging in a few more goals and, and kind of helping Palace kind of overachieve, I suppose, this season. Yeah. He seems um, to have, taking the role from Benteke now again, because it was kind of rotating between the two of them, but he seems to have been given the nod, and I think that will only, you know, help him in the second half of the season. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, next question, biggest disappointment of the season? So you can either name a player, manager, or a team. Um, easily Manchester United. Easily. Um, the club feels like it's at more of a shambles right now than when Mourinho left like I for different reasons like we've got a much better squad now but the fact we've got this squad makes it feel worse and that's why they, like that's why I would have them as the biggest disappointment um, it's been uh, I, like I, I don't think it would be fair to name any player right now you know we've played half a season um, we also had a crazy season last season we had an international tournament we have COVID Players are going to struggle for different reasons that none of us know at the moment, as well as their football and um, coming into it. But, you know, you can talk about Lukaku, Sancho, Grealish, all these players. In six months' time, they could be all the best player at their side. You know, we I, I think it'd be a bit unfair to name any of them. But I think Man United is a football club. Uh, that'd be the players, the management, the the structure of the club in terms of, you know, getting an interim manager in now and having no, you know, backup plan, maybe not getting Conte when he was there and what that seems to have done with Spurs. Um, 
just just on that Shane because obviously we haven't had a podcast in, in a while and obviously Ole has been sacked since Ralph Rannick is um the interim manager till, till the end of the season what do you make of Ralph's start as Manchester United manager and were you happy with the interim appointment or are you happy with kind of how the club are potential like it almost feels like to me it's a, it's a bit of um bit of similarities to the Republic of Ireland how they went about kind of naming um when they went naming two managers at the same time pretty much one's going to be here for the for 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 a year and then someone else is going to take over I know yeah. Manchester United haven't announced who potentially could take over in the summer but it's up for debate whether that could be Pochettino obviously Conte is gone now whether Ralph Raniak will be there managing next season what do you make of of it all kind of the way it was put together um i think like at least with the irish one whether you agree with it or not at least there was a plan so i i was it was strange but at least there was a plan the man united one is so weird again like it, it but again it's all about how the club's been ran because they knew for weeks that they were going to not definitely get rid of Solskjaer, but it was, you know, there was at least a very high probability that we're going to get rid of Solskjaer. So to get rid of him and then not have some sort of plan in place, you know, whether that had been, you know, get, like, we were going to give it to Carrick for the rest of the season, or we were going to, like, I don't think Ranić was sorted before Solskjaer got sacked. No. You know, the timeline doesn't make sense. Otherwise, it would have happened quickly. And I, I just find it really strange that as a club that big and a business and organization that big to, to get rid of the person who's managing it and not have something, having a proper backup plan. Like that's the main thing that's wrong with this club at the moment is there's no clear direction with it. And I don't, you asked about Ranić making an impression. No, I don't think so yet, but I don't think, it should be expected that he will yet. Um, Conte has at Spurs, you know, but I would rate Conte much higher than Ranić as a, a manager right now, you know, who's been managing recently and has had jobs. You know, Ranić hasn't been managing recently, but look, there's obviously a problem just with this squad in general. This, this squad is full of ego. It's full of, you know, players who maybe don't want to put in the hard work, players who think that they're better than they are, players who, a lot of them haven't achieved anything, you know, apart from racking up a lot of bad performances. And, yeah, I don't know, the, the, the club's a shambles at the moment, and I don't I don't think the rest of the season's going to be much better. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not going to be easy to to watch, kind of. No. I, I feel like we're, we're kind of back to week in, week out, where... We don't really know what type of performances we're actually going to get. I know that the initial game, Palace, I think it was, there was a, a lot of press and there was kind of a lot of good things that you, you wanted to see. And then like for the Burnley game, for example, where we started well, second half was just a, was a nothing game, was boring to watch. Nothing was happening. Um, you could say obviously it was 3-1 at that, at that stage. That made a difference. But... You just you just think players are, are there they have an opportunity to to stamp down their their um their 
their role as 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 a starting player. Um, it's, it's like they don't realize how lucky they are as well. Like yeah. they're they're at this massive club with like there is there are a lot of really really good footballers in that squad, and they're not making like they're just not making the most of the opportunity at all. Like the squad now, yeah, it's got weaknesses, but the squad now and the players there that squad should be doing really well in all competitions. I'm not saying it should be winning the league or anything like that, but like I predicted United to finish four at the start of the season. Um, and that was because of the management more so than the squad for me. Um, and I think like, unfortunately for Man United and other teams as well, like Klopp and Guardiola are probably by far the two best managers in the world right now. And they've both got really good sides so they're going to be really hard to catch up with you know that's the way it is but yeah the club is the club's just a shambles and I think the the lack of leadership the lack of like good personalities the like all of these things that you know kind of are only guessing from the outside but they just they just seem to be a shower dickheads basically the squad yeah and like it's it's funny you say that as well because Obviously, Gary Neville was saying last season, he said, there are a bunch of players that you like. Like, he didn't. He was saying he didn't really dislike any of the players based on attitude. And, and, and it seems to just completely swung around and that he hates every single one of them. And Man United fans are starting to dislike a lot of the players that they would have liked for the last couple of seasons, kind of regardless of, of their performance, that they might have been putting in some sort of an effort. But... Yeah, I don't know. Like you said, it, it seems to be a shambles and uh, easily has to be the, the biggest disappointment of, of the season. Like I didn't expect obviously United to, to win the league. I had City down to, to win. And this is probably me just trying to be optimistic and, and look forward to the season and get caught up in all the emotions of, of, of everything. But I, I had United down to, to finish second, second and I was expecting kind of City, United, Chelsea, Liverpool to all be within say eight nine points of each other maybe at yeah. the start of the season but like look how far man united are off and obviously just starting to be a little bit of a gap between city and and chelsea and liverpool at, at the moment um i don't think like, united will get top four this season now no no i i think at least spurs will finish ahead of us now yeah no it, it that's always an interesting kind of question over the last couple of seasons if someone had asked me, and I remember being asked at the time whether United would get top four, I'd obviously say, yeah, no, I'd, like, I'd feel confident that, that they would. They have enough quality based on, and also against the, the quality of sides that are in, they should have enough to, but right now, like you said, it just, the, feel like, the feeling is the club's in no man's land at the moment. The players yeah. are in no man's land as well. And I've, I'd probably be edging more towards, I'm unsure whether they'd make top four than, I'd be yeah. sure that, that they would. Um, like they should, just because they've got base, lots, yeah. of, lots of good players and a big salary budget and big transfer budget. And like they should be. There should be enough good players that you just kind of automatically win enough games, no matter what the management or the structure might be. But it, it seems, I don't know, it seems to be as low as it's been for a long time right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know they've just won, but yeah. And and obviously that's why you've you've put them down as the biggest disappointment of the season. I know you were saying you don't you wouldn't really like to mention players and stuff like that, but I kind of just jotted down a few names. 
uh, Lukaku, Kane, Aubameyang, Havertz, possibly a Chelsea, based on kind of what people were expecting from this season, and, and maybe even Luke Shaw to a certain extent, you, you kind of expect him maybe to kick on. Yeah, um, Luke Shaw and Maguire, I would say, after both having a, a brilliant Euros as well, and yeah. a very good season last season. Yeah, I was just trying to be nice to, to Harry Maguire, to be honest, not put him in that bracket at the moment. So, um, yeah, would you, would you agree with most of those players or? Yeah, uh, look, I'm not I'm not as much on the with Lukaku as other people are. Um, I know, obviously, the last 24 hours has kind of exploded with, with Lukaku and his comments and his interviews about being unhappy is that, is that and, all and, is that actually all real are they all actual quotes apparently yeah apparently he, he said it on um sky italia but this apparently was it was recorded i think it was off the back of when lukaku scored three goals in four games or something and i don't think he'd been injured at this stage right so i'm not 100 percent sure about the timeline but if that's the case that's before he kind of was, if you want to call it, say that he was dropped or, or not selected by by Tuchel, even though he was fit and available. Yeah. Um, quite poor form from him. Yeah. Well, he, he does. He, he's done it at every club. He seems to do it within three months of going to every club, saying how much he misses another one or dreams yeah. of another one or will be back to another one one day. You know, he's. I don't know. Just a, a weird. Just a weird personality trait to have. To, yeah, you know, he just want to settle where he is. But yeah, I don't know. I suppose the money he went for as well. But I still think he'll probably score a hell of a lot of goals the second half of the season if he stays fit. Yeah, and and that's the thing about Lukaku. He's he's, he's a great goal scorer. Like yeah. like Chelsea could turn around and win the Champions League, and he scores a lot of goals and helps them win it. And yeah, that's why I don't know. I'm just a bit hesitant to name any players at the moment with how it's been like I would be more likely to put like Kane and Abemiang in that in that bracket because they haven't moved clubs they're playing for you know sides they're used to and there seems to have been more of a an attitude problem than a just not playing well problem yeah but for me that would be more of a be more of a disappointment than someone who's you know joined a new side and just not hit the ground running yeah, no, that's that's one hundred percent fair enough. Um, got three more questions. We might try to get through these as, as quick as possible. Yeah. Um, manager of the season so far, uh, Guardiola has to be. I think just yeah, just they just get on with it. Like to have that many good players, that many egos, that many that much of a squad, not have a striker, really, and just they're just relentless. They just keep going. They've just brought it up another level. Like Liverpool. Liverpool's performance this season so far has been exceptional. And then Liverpool fans are still talking about the fact they might be out in the title race after this weekend. Like Liverpool have been really, really, really good. And yet the title race could be over on Sunday if they lose to Chelsea. Um, so I think from that point of view, and I'm going to say David Moyes again, because everybody would have expected a bit of, you know, second season syndrome in terms of, the, and what they've had and like you said a very good point the fact they've been in Europe they got out with their group in Europe easily enough um, they've I don't know who's doing the signings but all of their signings nearly seem to fit every time they sign someone you know they might not be the best player on the squad but they don't seem to have many flops with the players and the type of player they're picking so 
yeah, I think I think Moy should definitely get it because I think it could have been quite easy for them to drop down to 10th, 11th, 12th, and everyone everyone would have just said, oh yeah, they overperformed last season. You know, this was to be expected, but they've if if anything, this season's more impressive to do it again. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Honorable mention maybe for your uh, your buddy Patrick Vieira. Oh, he's yeah, he's he's proved me wrong to be fair, and I, I think like coming in after Hodgson and the way he played and the squad he had to then try and transform it. Yeah, he, uh, he has. Yeah, you know, he definitely has to get credit. You know, and you know, there's going to be times where they probably struggle. You know, more so than they have been even, but yeah. I think he, I think he should. I wasn't going to mention Arteta because they've had a nice run of fixtures recently, and I'm, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how Arsenal are by the end of the season. I think, I think yeah, there's an think, element of having nice fixtures at a good time has has helped. Yeah, mind you, Man United haven't made the most of that either, really. But yeah. that's that's a, another another conversation. Right, last two questions. Uh, you obviously mentioned you who's had... your manager this season. I had Moyes down number one, Pep down as number two, and then I had Patrick Vieira down as number three. Nice. Um, I had Graham Potter as an honourable mention, just the way Brighton play. Like they're actually really, really enjoyable to 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 watch. Um, yeah. this season I know they're getting booed earlier on in the season, which the grass isn't always greener if, if you know yeah. what I mean. They've had a hell of a lot of injuries as well. Yeah, like so yeah. many injuries, like similar yeah. to Leeds level of injuries, but they've. They've had a bit. To, they've had a better squad to cope yeah. with it. You know? And they've managed to managed to get through through it, even picking up points here and there where kind of yeah. leads haven't really been been able to do it. Um, you obviously mentioned um that you had Man United down Dennis Fort. Who would you have? Who did you have then at the start of the season to win the league? And who would you say will win the league now? Probably. I had, I had. I'm pretty sure I had City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United, in that order, and. I, I still, I don't think Man United will get fourth, but I don't know why I think Spurs. I don't know why. I, I, I've just because can can't they normally achieve something? Yeah, and and they have been. In. I know they didn't win the other day against ten men, but they should have. But yeah, I don't know. Even the Liverpool game, they just look like they're going to have enough about them to to maybe go on a run and win a few games. And Kane looks like he's in the mood again. Um. But no, I think it will finish in that order of Chelsea, Liverpool, or Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and then four. I'm not really, I'm not really yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I'd City down, as I said, and probably City as well. I, I think one of the lads mentioned in the group, it seems to be any teams that are able to push 10, 11, 12 wins to, together in a row tend to go on and win the league over the last three, four seasons. And City are kind of on that run at yeah. the moment, so I think it's just the squad, isn't it? You know, like if you if you had Liverpool starting eleven, Chelsea starting eleven, and Man City starting eleven fit for a whole run of games. I know that can't happen, but if it did, mm, yeah, I think I I don't know, like I'd I'd have I don't know, I'd maybe even fancy Liverpool to win it, mm-hmm. um, but it's just uh, like De Bruyne missed quite a bit of games, um. Grealish, Grealish and Foden got yeah. dropped recently for three games, and like imagine dropping Grealish and Foden and not even caring about it, you know. Yeah. Um, and like Grealish probably will take the full season to adjust to yeah. what Pep wants from him. It's a different role that he has. 
Um, but it seems like over the season, like we were talking about Cancelo earlier, took him a season, took Mara's probably a season as well, a couple of other and like yeah. look at Mara's able to come off like he hasn't played in a couple of weeks realistically. Like and Sterling as in. well, like Sterling yeah. around goals he scored. Like if Liverpool same like Mane's been hot and cold for Liverpool, they don't have they can't go right. Let's rest him for a couple of weeks and bring in someone else, you know. And City just have a lot of very good players in their squad, yeah. and I think yeah, that's just that's just going to be what wins it for them. Yeah, the, like, over the course 100%. of the season, hundred percent. Right. Final final question: Champions League winners. If none of their main players get injured, Liverpool. Uh, I still think it's going to be one of the three English teams that wins it. Um, like PSG don't look like they're going to... I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they're not putting United in that bracket of... No, 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 no. United, won't, <laughs> United definitely won't win it. Um, I think Liverpool... I'll go, Bayern, for, yeah, I'll go Bayern, for Liverpool. If I had to put my neck in line, I'll go Liverpool. Yeah, Bayern are obviously always going to be there or thereabouts. It depends on yeah. who do they get in the next... Because I'm confused after the, the draws were done on multiple can't occasions, so I can't the really only big, The only really big one is Madrid. Bar, uh, Madrid's personally. Yeah. yeah, the rest of them, they should, the final eight should be kind of who you expect. And then let's call Man United, I think, is probably the only other one that's kind of hard to call. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I don't know. I I think I'd fancy City, Chelsea, or Liverpool against Bayern Munich still. Yeah, probably probably based on, I suppose the the level of competition that they're obviously facing in the league, and then like I know Bayern have probably or Bruce Dortmund have kind of half put it up to Bayern, but yeah. they're already eight nine yeah. points ahead again. So um, the I think Liverpool have just fancied themselves, you know, two legs. Like playing anyone at Anfield, kind of thing, and you know, yeah. in the European matches. So, well, the Liverpool fans will be uh, be happy to to hear that we're finished on 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 that now. Shane to predict Liverpool to win the uh, no, the you predict league again. Probably the the English clubs. Uh, I was going to potentially throw in Real Madrid, but just because it's the Champions League, the the romantic side of that with Real Madrid, Champions League, winning it when they weren't potentially playing great um, in La Liga. Um, they kind of, I, don't, I wouldn't say running away, but La Liga, but they've kind of, they're probably overachieving based on their, their squad. Angelotti's done something half decent there um, yeah. with the, the squad of players that he has. Um, but again, you can't really look beyond your Liverpool's, your your, your cities, and obviously Chelsea's. Yeah. I think Real Madrid champions. would get found out against one of the one of the top top teams, probably. But then again, it all depends on 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 the the draw as well. Yeah. Um. And there's always kind of one sort of shock surprise. Would you fancy Real Madrid to get through against PSG? I'm, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Because I again Paris Saint Germain again under day can absolutely annihilate anyone, yeah. but um. I don't know if Ancelotti might just be a bit too clever for and set up in a in a in a different way. Probably what the Madrid fans won't actually enjoy or appreciate watching. Yeah. But if you can get get them through over two legs, you'll you'll obviously take take that. And then obviously that's one of the 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 so called bigger clubs. Yeah. 
out. Um, and, and I think a lot of clubs would, would fancy playing Real Madrid as opposed to Paris Saint-Germain in the, in the quarterfinals anyway. So, yeah. um, possibly. But again, like you said, Shane, three English clubs, it could be a toss-up between between any any of the three. Kind of, I suppose, want to be optimistic, being like maybe United could, because it's a, it's a cup competition. It's we've been very much relying on Cristiano Ronaldo pulling us out, pulling us out of the bag most of the times, which, which last minute goals or equalizers. So maybe again, his love affair with the Champions League could, could play a part, but realistically, probably we might not even get by Atletico. So based on our yeah. current form. So, um, yeah, probably one of, one of the, the English clubs. Um, might uh, wrap it up there, Shane. Great to have you back on, on the podcast. Um, hopefully many more to come in 2022. But um, to kickstart the, the new year, we have obviously our, our team of the season um, podcast. And uh, thanks for joining us. And we'll catch you soon, Shane. Cheers, Gary. Thanks. <laughs>